1: Welcome back to this latest edition of the Powder Blue Podcast. Frank Close here with Jeff Mosher. And Jeff, spring training is kind of in the middle at this point already.
0: It is, I know. And now they're going to break for the WBC. We can get excited about that or just completely ignore it like a lot of people do. (laughs) But yeah, I know. It, You know, it's so – it's like great. Like the Super Bowl ends and bam. It's like pitchers and catchers report. Then you get excited – Uh, And then, you know, you get some bad news with Andrew Painter and then everything gets disrupted for the WBC. So it's kind of a little bit of a downer right now.
1: It's funny, too, because I I do that mailbag uh, segment on the radio each week and and people are kind of out of questions, too. It's really weird. It's like this roster is mostly set at this point. Uh, We know we're kind of looking at just a couple little couple little like bench battles, but. Uh, but it's it's got a different different uh, feel this spring training, you know. There's there's it's it's less about like hopefulness and it's more like all right, let's get this going.
0: Yeah, you know, think about like the difference in just a year, right? I mean, that you, you talked about the question marks last year. It was like, well, where's Bohm gonna play? What's going on with Didi? You know, what's this? Who's gonna be the center fielder? You know, or which one of the seven candidates is gonna be a center fielder? <laughs> you know, I mean, like. It, it, the, there's just so much more I guess um stability with this team right now that even Bryce Harper's injury you kind of get a feeling on how things are gonna look while he's out and then we'll see what happens when he gets back but they're they're really hard it's it almost scares me uh you know you, I still look at this bullpen and be like I have questions about this bullpen but I mean you sort of the questions are aren't gonna be answered really until April when the games begin it's it's not as about who's gonna make it it's just more to me about you know. Is Kimbrel still going to be able to pitch effectively? Is are some of these guys, you know, is Soto going to come over here in a new role and and be effective in that? It, it you know you know they're on the team, so um, yeah, there, there's less question marks about the roster right now, and I, I think that's a good thing. I
1: hope. And and really, I I still feel this way. Still, it, 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 at one hand, it feels like the Super Bowl was like four months ago, but on the other hand, it was like really just just like last week. So. It was a quick page turn this year, especially with the Super Bowl now later the last couple mm-hmm. of years, so this was mm-hmm. a, a real pivot to uh, baseball really fast, but let's talk about the big Phillies news, and that big Phillies news is not necessarily any concrete news, but Andrew Painter, who of course many hoped would be the Phillies' fifth starter out of camp at 19 years old, he is not going to come north with the Phillies, it looks like. Uh, what's wrong? We don't really know, and i <laughs> The latest today was uh, from Todd Zalecki of MLB. dot com was saying, "Well, the doctor that that kind of makes the final calls, he's unavailable. Well, I mean, he's probably on vacation or something. <laughs> They're just waiting for him to get back. But, 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 but here's the here's the good thing: people don't seem worried about his long term health, and they don't think. And again, this is all hearsay at the moment, but they don't think surgery is in play for Andrew Painter. So, so Jeff, what's your reaction to this whole situation?" I mean
0: that I guess that's good that that surgery might not be needed and that there's not as much long-term concerns but you know talk about like getting the a little bit of the appetizer and then you don't get to eat, eat the entree you know you, it, it's it's really to me discouraging not not from an overall wins and loss standpoint and I think Bailey Falter will be fine as the number 5 they've got a lot of off days in April and we'll see when Painter gets back and, but you know, I think this was one of the few things that you go into camp. We just talked about going to camp and you have a lot of, you have a lot of things that you already know about the team, but this one was the big, I don't know. Like, I can't wait to see what he's got. You know, he had his first outing. He had, he was up in the upper nineties. It was, it was good. And then to have this kind of setback, it just feels like you get robbed of the, the Andrew painter experience that we were hoping for, but it does put into perspective for me, Frank, um, you know, I, I read the an article by Scott Lauber. It was really good. It was about Mick Abel, actually, and how he's sort of been in Andrew Painter's shadow, uh, even though they're they're you know he's not that far behind. I mean, maybe from a ranking standpoint, yeah, but where they were drafted, what their size is, how they throw, things like that. And then you have Griff McGarry still working his way up, and we'll see. Uh, I'm still excited, sort of, about the the future of philly's pitchers which i uh, you know who's ever been excited about the future of philly's farmhand pitchers i mean you have to go back to pat
1: Pat combs and jason grimsley remember they're going to be the next aces i'm sorry that's a great point
0: (laughs) there's been plenty of people excited about it but who's actually seen the fulfillment of that excitement very few this is about i I probably the last time you got this excited about multiple pitching prospects was when they had gavin floyd and cole cole hamels working their (laughs) way up and of course you know only cole really panned out gavin was okay. I think he threw a no-hitter with the White Sox, if I'm not mistaken, but he was never really a star pitcher, whereas you get the kind of feeling here that the Phillies might be onto something, and and you're going to be robbed of that for a little bit here.
1: Yeah, you know what, though? When I I think about what he could have done this season, I kind of like him kind of waiting back and taking a break because if he starts out in the rotation, they're probably going to do what they do with any young player ever now, uh, is and put a pitch limit on him, right? Mm-hmm. So, what good is it for the, for him to sort of just piece out at the end of August? No, the listen, Phillies want want to make point. <laughs> yeah. want to make the the playoffs. Yeah, rather, what's the point I, of
0: uh, Spencer stridering him, right? Where you know he's given all his stuff for two or three innings, and then that's it. You know, the Phillies are able to jump on Spence for that reason, right there. I mean, I'm, I'm making sort of an apples to apples, but I think I, I get your point exactly.
1: Yeah, so so why not just just you have Bailey Falter who who of course is his ceiling is not Andrew Painter's I know and he's going to pitch like a for the starter but if you have Bailey Falter start the start the year with all five let let painter go to extended spring training let him take his time get a, get him some live action in the minor leagues and then let's be honest Jeff you're going to need more than five pitchers to to start for you in any given year so so why not just wait till you have the opening and and you know that he's in a good spot physically and then hopefully you can have them stick around and and pitch into the playoffs. I would hate to, I would mm-hmm. hate to see the Steven Strasburg of years ago, where the Nationals actually make the playoffs finally, and then <laughs> Strasburg is shut down, and that just <laughs> I still don't understand that to this day because the way that they handled the whole thing, um, not not easing Strasburg in when they could have actually done something in the playoffs that year, and and you, you can't take it for granted, Jeff. I mean this this uh, World Series appearance last year. First playoff appearance, you know, which feels like in 40 years. I know I'm exaggerating, but mm-hmm. but uh, you can't take you can't take that for granted. So I'd rather I'd rather see them locked and loaded, and hopefully some of their other young young arms, whether it's McGarry, able, uh, also Andrew Baker. I like his arm a lot. You know, you might have some of those guys to help you down the stretch.
0: By the way, how'd that long term strategy work out for the Nationals about keeping Steven Strasburg healthy with that careful? <laughs> I mean, my God! I mean, he's hurt almost every year. So, yeah, that didn't work out. That's a really good, good example.
1: Um, they did know, win so the one like... World Series with him, so at least they had that. But, but yeah, that was like I mean, the one you know, moment he. Was, that was like the one moment he was healthy. So that was like, I mean, yes. good, good, good for them and all. But, but you know, it's probably not a coincidence that the year that they win the World Series is the year he's healthy.
0: No, probably not. And then also not a coincidence. It happened to be the last year of his contract. So he stayed healthy. No, I mean, listen, his injuries are legit, but it's been difficult. So yeah, I am all for erring on the side of caution. Now there was some chatter, right? That if, if he had a good camp painter and falter was good, that maybe there would be this six man rotation, which I'm not sure. No. I, 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 I'm actually, I am sure I didn't like that idea. Uh, I can understand why some people might think it's a good idea because you, you saw how. Well, Zach Wheeler pitched uh, when he had the extra rest in the playoffs. And same thing with Nola when he has extra rest. But to me, that's a short-term playoff thing, not a long-term season thing. I don't think you want your entire staff having too much time in between uh, in between starts. So I never liked that, that idea from the start.
1: You, you can't do that because you only have 13 pitchers. So what are you going to do? Make yourself short in the bullpen just so that right. you can have the extra starter? I, I would rather – I would if you're going to do the, that six-man thing, I think it might make sense in like September if you have an extra arm around and and you, you know you're just trying to space them out a little bit, but I, I don't I don't like that as a strategy out of the gate. I mean just because then all of a sudden your bullpens uh, short, you know, so or the, or one of those starters has a bad day and then you have to run through your bullpen. Well then you're making roster moves and shuffling people around and you don't have a lot of guys with, with minor league options either, uh, out of that bullpen right now. So what you can't really just say, all right, well I'm gonna you know, last year it was like, All right, well, you know, okay, we have Christopher Sanchez and Bailey Falter in the bullpen, so or 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 one's a triple A and so we just shuffle them back and forth, you know, just just to get mm-hmm. the fresh arm. I, you can't really do that right now. So uh, Right with 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 even if you don't have a short bullpen. So to me to me that's the reason you can't do it.
0: I agree. I agree. But it will benefit them, as you mentioned, in September, especially if it, whether it's Painter and Falter or McGarry or Abel, whatever it is. If you have that extra arm pitching well and you want to go to a six man, you know, in the last two or three weeks of the season and you can uh, do it, then I think it can benefit you in a big way.
1: They got to get one of those two way players like the Angels essentially have an extra roster spot because Tani can be slotted as <laughs> as a as a offensive player. And sure. they can have 13 other pitchers. So they're, they're maybe that, maybe that's the case. Sign Ohtani after this year, right? No, I don't think they do that. <laughs> that
0: would be, hey, don't, 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 you know, like discount John Middleton, man. He, he <laughs> might do it.
1: <laughs> oh my. So, all right. So, so that's, so we'll we wait for the official official word on, on painter, but, uh, but there is some good stuff going on at camp. So we've got some uh, good offensive standouts at the moment. So, uh, how about Alec Boehm, 15 pounds more muscle this year, and he's showing a little power.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, third baseman got to have some power. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and I, 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 we mentioned this last podcast without, without uh, Bryce Harper, and with, I'm not going to call uh, what's his face a power hitter, but um, you, Segura could get the ball over the fence every once in a while. But yeah. So you're missing a significant number of home runs there. Right. And the, the two guys I thought that really needed to to sort of replace that would be Nick Castellanos getting rounding back into form and then Alec Bohm being more than just kind of this gap hitter. I mean, you're a third baseman, you're coming into your own. I didn't think he'd have to be a 30, 35 home run guy just yet, but I felt like he's got the size, the length, and if he added bulk, he could be that kind of player. I mean, it was a number one pick, so it's good to see. That the fifteen pounds, the muscle. I mean, he he's someone that you can sort of. Frank and we don't want to like go doom and gloom, but I think we mentioned the last podcast. If for whatever reason you're getting a you're not getting the Castianos again that you thought, or somebody else is not hitting the ball real well, or JT, but he is. You have that option to maneuver and get get his right handed bat into the upper part of the lineup if need be.
1: And if but- not, then it's great. Like if he, if he's sitting there batting six or seven, that's great too. And the way I see it too, like when, when these guys start making contact again, the power is going to come, you know, I, for him, I just thought it was a matter of time. And so we're, we're, we're seeing from him that he is, he is making that contact still as, as he really got into the groove of doing last season and now it's starting to go over the fence. So that, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, no, it is great. We've seen Schwartz already with some bombs. That That's always good.
0: I'm really Curious to see how these left-handed hitters, Schwarber, Stott, like how they'll do this year from a batting average and on-base percentage standpoint without the shift in play. I have well, a feeling it, that you're going to see some some numbers that surprise you.
1: It's begun though, Jeff. We've got left fielders coming over to play. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah short field. Yeah, you knew that so, was going to happen. Yeah, so that that's already begun. But uh, speaking of lefties, though, like uh, Derek Hall looks pretty good so far, and and. Something we've kind of said is that he's going to need to hit his way onto the roster if he's going to make the roster. And so far, it looks so good. He's He's got some power, even getting some hits against some lefties. He's walking, seeing the ball well. And, uh, you know, if you're going to spend a roster spot on someone who can't play a position, he can play some first base. Yeah, I know. But he's essentially offense only. You, you better make sure that guy hits if, he, if you're going to carry him on your roster.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's good to see. I actually saw him make a play. I forget what game I was watching. I thought he made a nice little play at first base too. I mean, I, I get it. That's not going to be his uh, forte, but if he's worked on that and improved in that area, that just gives him another opportunity to be used and make the club. You know, if in case you you got like to to sub him into a game and you're you're worried about defense, as long as he's improved, you know, I know he's he's not going to be. You know, I'm trying to think. Of, it's not gonna be like Todd Helton over there, but you know, you, you just just be serviceable. I mean, it, you already got Reese Hoskins, who's not a plus defender either. So if you can be serviceable, that can just help him out even more, and maybe get him some some more time in this lineup against those right-handed uh, hitters. Frank, that that to me is, if that that happens, what an ideal scenario while Harper is out to be able to get him into games and get even more power into that lineup.
1: I think when Harper's back, you all have the same crunch as last year where Phillies couldn't really carry him down the stretch because, you know, Harper was was offense only himself and he probably yeah. will be offensive only himself, uh, at least in the beginning. So it's uh but this is the opportunity for for him to show that he belongs. And you know what? Phillies have not committed to bringing back Reese Hoskins after this year. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he makes himself into something. I mean, think thinking back to hey Darren Ruff's still in major league baseball. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a really good point. <laughs> he, he was somebody that the Phillies sort of had to find a way to to keep around and yeah, um, still just, just reported to Mets camp and started playing again uh, this week uh, Darren Ruff did, but uh uh but yeah, but you know What are your thoughts on
0: on Reese sort of handling this year knowing that he does not have a contract done or extension?
1: hard to say i mean some some players step up in a contract year or others buckle I, I i hope that he's not the type that would uh buckle i mean just for his own sake you know he doesn't um,
0: seem that type like to but not, i mean he can always buckle because he's streaky but to be have that weighing on him i, I yeah that doesn't, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy to me
1: yeah i think i'm with you on there but it's 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 uh hopefully it's not a distraction i i mean i really don't think the phillies have any interest in I don't know. That, that sounds kind of cold. I don't think they have any interest in bringing him back, just because that's a position they need to improve defensively. They need to give themselves the option of of maybe Alec Boe moving there someday if they need it, or you know, or maybe there's room for Hall. Who knows? Uh, but it's it's not uh, for for many reasons. They're not they're not willing to commit long term just yet. So uh it's also
0: probably going to get a pick in exchange right they make the qualifying offer he he turns it down he goes somewhere else you get a pick back after not having some picks because of your major signings the last year too
1: and honestly i don't I, I don't know totally the the market for reese i mean we're, this is very premature i mean a lot depends on this year but but uh the qualifying offer is almost 20 million bucks i mean he might take it i mean it, you know we saw kind of some of the uh similar power hitters not necessarily getting that kind of money uh if he's the ones that are viewed perhaps a little one dimensionally so so we'll mm. see but but uh be, be nice to see him uh hit that free agent market performing well and and uh certainly helping maybe he himself can make up some of the power. I know he's a 30 home run hitter anyway, but maybe he can maybe he can add a few to that total uh, <laughs> this mm. year. All oh, right, no, we've
0: seen it happen on contract years. All of a sudden guys find that extra surge. <laughs> yep,
1: yep, yep. But let's talk about uh let's talk about the World Baseball Classic for a second. So, Phillies are now down 7 players. So, Gregory Soto who is not yet reported to philly's camp uh he is not going to play for the dominican republic their team announced yesterday so Hmm. which is probably good because he needs to get to philly's camp and do something uh so maybe that's the reason for it but uh so gregory soto is out of the world baseball classic but we have taiwan walker pitching for team mexico Uh, we have garrett Stubbs catching for team israel see if i can remember all these venezuela has jose alvarado and ranger suarez USA mm-hmm. has Kyle Schwarber, JT Realmuto, Trey Turner. Did that, yep. that, that up to seven.
0: That that sounds like seven to me. All right,
1: I think I okay. So I think I think that's everybody. Well, that's a that's a big chunk out of uh, out of Phillies camp. So, what are your thoughts on that? Is this is this uh, detrimental to the Phillies that they're losing all these players out of their major league camp, or what are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, it would be detrimental if they were all like flying off to Cabo just to party, but they're they're going to be playing baseball, mm-hmm. so I think that helps. And uh, they're going to be competing, and honestly, it's a way higher level and a more intense level of competition than you get in your average spring training game. You know that more than anyone. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's actually some really good benefits to it. The only drawbacks are that they're a way, they're not as a team as a Phillies team bonding, but this is a pretty tight knit. I might worry if this were. Uh, this were last year's team where you're getting a bunch of guys from elsewhere, whether, you know, Castellanos or, um, uh, you know, who else did they bring in last year? They brought in a bunch of different guys. Well, Schwarber,
1: remember. right? Castellanos and Schwarber Orbs, right. You still have y- a
0: young, young Bowman, Stott and everything like that. But this team had a really good, you know, bonding year last year and going to the World Series. And um, they're pretty tight knit and they're mostly veteran now. Not too many young guys. So I'm not I'm not all that that concerned about it i the only th- concerns you ever have in a situation like this frank is because the competition is ratcheted up and because it's real baseball uh you just hope that nobody gets hurt
1: <laughs> yeah always, always a worry but you know what you, you can't you can't live in fear right i mean like <laughs> you, they are baseball no. players and and this means a lot to a lot of people uh certainly now we take it for granted almost in the united states because we, we watch them play here all the time but but for a Jose Alvarado to play for Venezuela, or you know, how many t- opportunities does he get to do that? You know, uh, Taiwan Walker through his mother's heritage in Mexico, how often does he get to represent Mexico? You know what I mean? So sure, it's a sure. uh, it, it's really meaningful to the players. It's it's a, it's an opportunity for some uh, country pride. So I know I, I, I definitely I, I love I
0: really think the best thing is, is sort of the North American South American team versus a like far East Asian team, because mm. it's not on, un- I mean, um, for those who don't really, I mean, the Caribbean series and the Mexican league and like the South American countries and the islands, right. They, they do play against each other internationally quite a bit. So that's not strange. And then of course the, in the MLB season, you're used to seeing competition just from, from teams, but there, so there's this, there is a level of sort of inter-country, competition that goes on outside of the major league baseball season that is really exciting for fans but we know how good the baseball is in japan and korea mm. and other uh, far east countries right so that the element of east west to me is the most exciting part of of uh, the world baseball classic i think that's really the the draw
1: yeah and and, and seeing the likes of otani playing uh Playing yep. in that series, that that's that's pretty cool. And actually, cool for their fans, right? Who oh, lost their tie totally. to the United to the United States, and yep. uh, it's it's uh, it's an opportunity for them to see their 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 hometown guy, which which is which is nice. I mean, again, we kind of take that for granted here in the United States. But I will Absolutely. say this: the opportunity for other people to play, perhaps the spring, does arise out of this, right? So you're probably going to see. Once and for all, what Scott Kingery's got, I, uh, you know, he can play some shortstop. He can play some center field. By the way, I, I, as of right now today, I have Scott Kingery making this Phillies roster. uh, Wow. Yeah, as as a guy who can actually play center field, and Mm -hmm. can of course back up any other position. So if you're going to carry Derek Hall as your as your bat only, uh, you know, along then you have you have Harrison and Sosa as your other guys you need someone who can play center field in the, in that, in that, uh, in so, that bench. So he's I, your I Matt he's Vierling
0: it. this year, or is what you're telling me? He's your Matt Vierling?
1: Yeah. I mean, he might be the last guy off the bench. I mean, I would go, probably okay. I would go That so said short. If you need a shortstop, if right. Alec Bobem's day off, I would put so said third base, you know, Josh Harrison would be my go-to second baseman. If, if Bryson mm-hmm. Stott has the day off, but Who's going to back up uh, Brandon Marsh? They expect Brandon Marsh to play a lot. I mean, in fact, you could if you the, the uh, if they were to face a tough lefty, Bo Kingery in center, Harrison at second, and and Sosa at third. Let uh, Boom DH for the day. Mm. I think I think that might be their best their best option on this roster right now.
0: So so they brought in Cave right, Jay Cave, who has major league experience. I think it was with the Twins. Twins mostly, but not in center field. But not in center field. And what about the uh, same thing with Guthrie, right? I mean, he's not a, a center fielder per se.
1: The Iron either. Picks threw him out there a few times last year. I, I like Guthrie at AAA in case you need to grab somebody, you know, mm-hmm. and not worry about it too much. So I you're saying think, there's a
0: higher upside with with Scott Kingery? Well,
1: he plays center. I mean, I like. I think that that's that's the differentiator right now. Now he's hitting mm-hmm. – 385 in the early going i mean that's not but but the, he invested a lot of time with kevin long yeah you know what i think that that investment means something so makes yeah, sense I mean, I mean a lot we'll see because uh he's going to play a lot uh this this these next couple weeks i mean so far uh he hasn't played a lot in center uh he's played a couple games in center uh this spring but um who's the one guy Whaley Watley. i always this guy from minor league camp wearing number seven you know who's not trey turner <laughs> Uh, he, he's been, he's been playing center a lot and they've had Johan Rojas in center a lot. You know, neither of them are going to make the team, Right. you need to get somebody, you need to get some of those guys in center field that might actually play center for you throughout the year, whose name isn't Brandon Marsh. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really hope that they get to, to, to see a lot of that this, this, this time, you probably have to see if Cody Clemens can play some center. I mean, they haven't played everything else. Um, but again, you need, you need a center fielder. (laughs) So (laughs) It's it's the one position where they don't have a, an obvious backup.
0: Well, wouldn't that be the irony of all ironies that the year after that they wind up? Um, I mean, they released him last year, right? Or de- what is it called? The, the,
1: they designated it, him for assignment, and then he was right. Once he cleared waivers, then he could have been a free agent, but then he'd have to give up all that money. So of course he went right, to AAA to so back. he could collect right. his money.
0: Right. So the one year after they DFA
1: him <laughs> is the year that he's going to wind up making
0: the team. That's kind of funny
1: he had quite the fall i mean he was uh 2019 oh, yeah. he actually had pretty decent numbers and it just it seems like it's such a distant memory that
0: <laughs> true know, i
1: drafted that guy really high in fantasy baseball draft <laughs> one year thinking
0: that he was going to be um what a lot of people thought he was going to be you know like a 20 75 25 stolen base 80 90 run type
1: infielder you know yeah they don't always work out uh but no. uh but <laughs> but anyway, that aside, the money's been spent. Does he have any tools left? I think if I think if he could hit 250 and and play play backup center field, I think then he's fine.
0: Oh yeah, because they've already replaced him. they are long past replacing him. So like if he could actually just be a backup for the Phillies, then yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's better than what you were expecting, which was nothing. So <laughs> I mean, you already yeah. bit the bullet on the, on for the, for those two or three years that they were not good and where they were hoping he'd be better. It, it's water under the bridge. You can't go back to, from it. But if you can contribute going forward, that helps. It doesn't make up for those years that they were terrible, but it helps.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, it's, if if you find something, it's found money. Otherwise, that's probably the end of, probably the end of Scott Kingery. But you know, aside from that one day last year, he was on the roster <laughs> and then immediately designated for assignment again that's when people couldn't travel to canada to play right. uh other than other than that that's that's that, that 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 was the last word on scott kingery so it, this is this is his last chance
0: yeah the roster tango that the phillies played last year on multiple um occasions was pretty impressive you know between <laughs> dfa certain guys who were guaranteed money just to clear a roster or moving him from from ir right and 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 uh the like you mentioned when you go to Canada and the the covid stuff that was- I, by the way, that's not in effect this year, right it's like not. you can just go to Canada now, yeah, okay, all right, wonderful, so yeah, hopefully hopefully the uh they won't have to be that creative, but that again those things that we mentioned, those small roster maneuvers that cost the Phillies a price showed us right that this was not the same old Phillies that you know Money is not going to be an obstacle at times, and we've certainly seen that going into this year and and that was what gave me sort of hope for the Andrew Painter thing. Like they're not worried about control. I, I've forgotten that that kind of thing doesn't happen as much anymore, right? Because of uh, the latest ne- uh, labor negotiation,
1: right? Where the no, I think they're, they're the, still kind of. I think you can still kind of manipulate. Hey, if you draw the line here, there's always the way to go. Here, the way to know? yeah, right, right. No, so, I get that. I get
0: that, but you—it was pretty rampant like five or six years ago, where there'd be like ten or eleven guys, and it doesn't—not—not not may, maybe as many anymore.
1: Oh, the Phillies did it. Remember? Remember, like they had no third baseman on the roster for a few days because, yeah. um, what? Well, Cody actually gonna... had to go down to learn to play left field, but then we don't have right. Franco yet because you're so worried about keeping keeping Franco extra years.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Is he even in a camp this year, I don't. But what? are he, oh, he,
0: he had. I thought he had like an okay year last year. Did he not?
1: Uh, with the was it with the Baltimore Orioles or something? No, nah, he. Yeah, he kind of fell into oblivion. The Braves signed him at the end of the year, I think, or whatever. Oh, know, the lost, Nationals, right? Was he Nationals. At the Nationals
0: last year? Yeah. I lost.
1: I lost track of him. He's. Yeah, okay, that's right. The Nationals last year. I forgot. I'm thinking 2021. Yeah, that's right. He did play for the Nationals. Ends up getting released. Uh, after not doing a whole whole lot, but yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't know that he's in a camp this year. So, and yeah. also, by the way, also not the camp this year. Jubal Herrera was not picked up by anybody either. So, it's uh, that does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah, like, I still can't believe that this time last year the Phillies were Jubal Herrera free, and then <laughs> you <laughs> and it was like mid, mid middle so March. So you thought yeah. middle March there he came, but now they have a real center fielder now. And the good news is we're only worried about who might be the backup. Oh, by the way, Roman Quinn had three home runs in his first five at-bats this spring. So, Oh, my God. That's <laughs> typical of Roman Quinn. Yes, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I always said that he's going to be healthy one year and have a really good year. I don't know if it'll be this year for the uh, the Cleveland Guardians, but... Uh, mm. fact, I'm, I I'm fully it-
0: bracing for a Mickey Moniac breakout as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about him already. But yeah, what, what you know, we'll, we'll just close talking about this. So... Someone mm-hmm. someone uh, sent me a mailbag question too late yesterday, and it was well, what do, you, what do you think of the Phillies being constantly ranked third behind the Braves and Mets by the experts? And, and you know what, though? Compared to last spring, this team is way the heck more complete. You know, last spring, you had Didi playing shortstop for you, right? You mm-hmm. had uh, Bryson Stott or Alec Boe maybe fighting to play third base. Now, they both kind of settled into their position, so you got Trey Turner, of course. Good defense at the middle. Brandon Marsh down center field. Now I know Harper's out for a little bit, but um, the bullpen compared to last year, there's no there's no flyers on Sam Coonrod's or anything. Like this is this is a pretty complete team, so they should be better than last year, right?
0: They should be. I mean, I th- theoretically you could say the same thing about the Mets. I mean, I think they made some pretty significant additions um yeah but they're all like our age out. yeah no they are except well i don't know how about this japanese right-hander he's he's not that old right
1: no but but uh, still Kintani's yeah. is already out
0: <laughs> yeah so is andrew painter so. well yeah but that's a good point <laughs> but but um i i think if you look at all three teams first of all it's it, it might be disrespectful but the phillies were third in the division last year and went to the world series so it really doesn't matter right um and i would say of all three teams i think the braves were the most stagnant in the offseason. I I can't uh, remind me, did they make a big
1: they, addition? Well, yeah, Sean Murphy the catcher, but they lost right. Dan, so, I mean, they lost good, Dan but, they yeah. lost Dansby Swanson though.
0: Right. So, so. They're, they're sort of like net neutral, net negative if you want to say. Oh, that and then, Wilson you know.
1: Contreras too is also gone. So they replaced Contreras with the, with a second catcher who can hit. So you're probably going to see uh D'Arno and uh, Murphy back and forth in DH and catching, which is kind of what right. they did with Contreras last year, but then Right. But they're but they're down. Dansby Swanson,
0: right? But now they'll be fine because they they're they're Braves. They're they're always going to win close to hundred games around there. So, uh, but honestly, if you're just objectively looking at off seasons, the Braves really didn't do much. While the Phillies got Trey Turner, got some bullpen guys like Soto and Kimbrell, um, we'll have some younger players that they're ready to come up. Like the you know do sort of the Braves. But um, and then the Mets went out. Now the Mets helped their pitching staff. Not quite sure their lineup to me is still a little bit too Alonzo dependent as far as, you know, like who else are you really scared of? McNeil's a really good hitter, but you're not are you scared of Jeff McNeil? Yeah. Not really. You know, I know they got the kid Brendan Beatty who's gonna come up. They got they have big hopes for him, but he hasn't done anything yet. Um Escobar had a nice second half last year, but again, are you scared of Eduardo Escobar? Are you oh, and scared they signed of Star Carlos Marte?
1: Correa, oh wait. <laughs> yeah.
0: Carlos Correa did not wound up going back to Minnesota. So, I mean, I mean, you know, I just look at the Mets and I say that they can win games, but I think from a power and run production department, they don't scare me as much. I don't know. Am I being too harsh on the Mets there? What do you think?
1: Well, I I more think about their pitching. I mean, the way that they're, the way that they replaced DeGrom with somebody my age, that scares me a little (laughs) bit, you know, for them. I mean, sure.
0: When they already had somebody your
1: age in Scherzer, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So and then Quintana, who's who's a little bit younger and is upper thirties, already mm-hmm. out. So that, I think they're I think they're living dangerously now. You hope that they will be healthy because you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But I mean, you know, let's let's be honest. The older you are, the more injury prone you are. I mean, that's just how it works, right? Right. So
0: uh, I forgot to-, to mention Lindor. He is a good player. Oh too. yeah, of so, course. Yeah, Lindor and, and Alonso. But I mean, I don't know. I, I I I look at the rest of the division. I think there's
1: there's some better bats. Yeah, Nimmo they re- oh they re-signed Nimmo. That was the one big question. Uh. Yeah, he,
0: again, he's a good like these guys are good players. A good you know, Nimmo's a good contact hitter, good on base guy. Same thing you can say about um uh, McNeil. But at the end of the day, they're not like the bash. You know, when Schwarber gets up to the plate, followed by Harper when he's healthy, or Tr- Turner, you're you're a pitcher. You're pretty scared of that. Like when you look at the Mets lineup, I think the only guy you're really scared of is Pete Alonso. The other guys you're just open don't slap one to the gap or something like that.
1: Yeah, and yeah, to me, it comes down to the pitching. They also added some guy named David Robertson. Yeah, you know, for their bullpen. I've heard of him. Yeah, thirty seven. I years love this old. carousel of just like,
0: like the Kimbrell Robertson, like you know, like you know, upper aged right hander guy just making the rounds, you know.
1: Hey, pitching is scarce, right? So I mean, sure. uh, Adam Adavino, how old is he now? He's thirty seven as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. So yep. They're, Brad they're, Hand they're... I saw just got signed by the way uh, the Rockies, this past yeah. week. Yep. Sure. By the by, the, speaking of old guys, uh, there's there's one you name know, I just want to throw out there. I don't know what he would cost the Phillies. But especially if they're a little thin right now, uh, Mike Miner, he's a guy that the Phillies were interested in years ago. He's probably at the end of his career, uh, spent the whole year on the, the Reds roster last year. wasn't great, but just just some extra depth to who someone who could start. I would mm. see if he's up for a minor league deal and you can stash him somewhere. But for all I know, he could retire. He might be the best uh, free agent out there at the moment, But, mm. but – just just throwing that out there but so any anyway, rate so but the games have to be played uh the difference this year six fewer games against each other in the NL East so we'll see mm-hmm. what the teams do with those six games against other opponents and yeah other divisions have good opponents too so I don't know that it's a big net game but w- w- they won't be able to uh they won't be able to beat up on each other as much so that's gonna right. be a big, a big change but
0: by the way wh- wh- why do the Phillies get penalized the first week of the season what's up with that brutal schedule you gotta go to texas for three and go to the yankees for three before you even come home you gotta <laughs> face the grom you gotta face cole probably well no cole you probably miss. but no you'll catch him on the back end of that yeah i'll probably be game six uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, you yeah. get DeGrom
1: and Cole. We you know what? The, the, the Rangers don't scare me too much, right? So then uh, – They got some – I know, don't know.
0: Listen, if you're going to face DeGrom, April is not the month you want to do it. You want to be like June when he's hurt, right? I mean, like April is <laughs> dangerous as long as he's healthy.
1: Hey, I don't – what I'm hoping we're not going to hear so much, last year was all about, oh, the schedule's easier later. The schedule's easier later. Well, this year I think the schedule's harder later. So yeah. uh, how about you just show up and win the games that like, – you know and show that you're in the playoffs you know so great I think idea that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at now so easier harder i don't know about that but but hey that's uh march 30th that is this month there will be real phillies baseball and, and by the way check, check out the wbc i know the games are all over the place time wise but but definitely a good uh good thing to watch and turn your clock forward this weekend jeff Forget. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. It's <laughs> forward. No, I'm
0: excited about the WC Frank. Right, there are certain early matches like Netherlands versus Cuba. You know, <laughs> it's like, all right. When do we get to the real games? You know, wait, <laughs> does Lars Nuitbar play for Netherlands? I'm just trying oh, to think geez. of like a, a Dutch name that I might be able to recognize on, uh, on the Netherlands there. But no, but
1: um, I am excited for it. It should be fun. All right, Jeff. Well, that'll do this for today. We'll keep an eye on Andrew Painter. We'll. Keep an eye on the WBC and we'll check back with you next week. For now, this has been the Powder Blue Podcast.